Hi everyone, this is Margie Chuang and welcome to Moms Who Build, a podcast about moms who build things that bring them joy. I learn about what inspires moms to start their own journeys, what keeps them motivated, and what it's really like to build things while being a parent. This episode features Debbie Sanchez, co-founder of Smash Gyms, located in Silicon Valley, California, a gym acclaim for the strength and heart of its community, as well as for the comprehensive schedule that Smash offers. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, Strength and Conditioning, Kickboxing, Mommy Boot Camp, and more. Smash Gyms began in 2010 and has grown to five different locations in just nine short years. Debbie is especially proud of the Smash Gyms After School program that she built from the ground up, a kid-specific program which offers after-school pickup, on-site tutoring, homework help, and martial arts and parkour classes. Debbie resides in San Jose with her husband and co-founder of Smash Gyms, Rudy Sanchez, and their two sons. Debbie is actually my very first interview from Moms Who Build before I knew it would become a podcast. So I was really excited to have her on the show and to talk about how Smash Gyms is doing in light of the recent shelter-in-place orders. Please enjoy my conversation with Debbie Sanchez. Hi, Debbie. Welcome to the show. Hi, Margie. Thank you so much for being here, especially at this late hour. It's currently 10 p.m. on a Wednesday, which goes to show how working from home is going for us these days. Before we get into how you're doing during this unprecedented time, which I really want to hear and talk about, I wanted to ask you about working with your spouse. You co-founded Smash Jim Sunnyvale with your husband, Rudy Sanchez. What is it like to work with your spouse on a daily basis? I had some anxiety about working with Rudy every day, especially because the type of business it was, we would pretty much be there up until nine, 10 o'clock at night. So literally all day long. But when I recall, it felt like it was just always busy. We were always having to do something. I remember working with him in the office one day in Sunnyvale, and it's a small office. And we're at the same desk, just typing away. And it was weird because I realized like we barely talked. <laughs> we, we just had our own things to do. And there were different parts of the business we were working on. It was strange that we didn't have that much interaction, even though we were in the same business in the same location. So yeah, it worked out well. How did having kids affect yours and Rudy's day-to-day responsibilities, whether that was at home or at work? And to piggyback on that question, what was it like to grow Smash Gyms beyond the Sunnyvale location once you had kids? So we had Tate, who's my first son, in 2014. And by then, we were already working on opening up Smash San Jose. We actually ended up not being in the same location too much because if he was in Smash San Jose, then I was usually in Smash Sunnyvale or vice versa. So by the time I had Tate, we had figured out a way for me to stay home for a bit. And basically, Rudy, and at that time, Eli had come on after he graduated from Liberty. He ended up taking on most of the business part to Smash Gyms. And I was able to stay home with Tate probably the first three or four months. I didn't go anywhere. I just stayed home. And then... When I look back, I think just having Tate, it was much, much easier. (laughs) He was able to take care of more of the business and I took care of more of the at home and my with Tate. And then when I came back, I was at San Jose a lot. I started the after school program at Smash San Jose and my mom was able to take care of Tate during the day. Again, we didn't work in the same place too much and we were able to kind of set the responsibilities up having two locations, it made more sense for us to not be at the same location, just to make sure business was running smoothly at both places. I'd love to hear more about the after-school program that you built. Why did you decide to start an after-school program for Smash? And what is it exactly? Yeah. So initially, when I came on to work full-time at Smash Gyms at Sunnyvale, thought was that I would start the after-school program as a way to bring on another source of revenue for the business. So it would make more sense that I left my job. And we started to provide a service where we would pick up kids from their schools. And so we would initially start with the schools closest to Smash, Sunnyvale. 
offer transportation from their schools, bring them back to the gym and uh, help them with their homework. And then they would go into the kids' classes like the jujitsu or the, the kickboxing. By the time 5.36 rolled around, parents are ready to come pick up their kids. And it was really nice for both the kids and the parents because the kids were able to get all their homework done, get their activity in, and parents could come pick them up, take them home, just have dinner with them, get ready for bed, and they were done. A lot of the parents had really great feedback about not having to worry about stay active. Did they get their work done? I think a great, great service for parents to have. So they didn't have to leave work and they could get all the work done and then come pick up their kids and know that everything was taken care of. So did really well at Sunnyvale, at the Sunnyvale location. That's awesome that you created a program that is so valuable to parents. I feel like when my kids are older, it would be great to have a place like Smash that offered tutoring services coupled with some type of physical activity for the kids. And it's really nice to hear how proud you are of what you built. What were some of the challenges you faced while operating the after-school program and trying to grow Smash Gyms and your family? Well, there was a lot of things that happened to make it more challenging. One was that my mom was starting wearing on her. She wasn't able to help with both kids as much. She was also taking care of her mom, who... She's 101 now, so that was probably, she was in her late 90s around that time, and she was the primary caregiver for my grandmother at the same time. So she was not an option anymore to take care of the kid. I was full-time mom, but still had to help with the business and the after-school program. So that made it challenging. At the same time, we had already opened Melpitas, and then, then Mountain View was opening. Now there was four locations, two kids, a little bit less help at home. That was much, much more challenging. When I look back, I think, oh, Tate was the easy days, <laughs> the good old days when it was simpler. But yeah, so a lot of circumstances, good things happened with how Smash grew, but just made it challenging for myself to really help with the business. I still tried the best I could with the after-school program in Sunnyvale. I started this the after-school program in San Jose, and then we were able to get somebody else on board to continue with the after-school program. But from there, it didn't really grow too much. So I just decided to keep my focus on Sunnyvale because that's where it was doing really well. You mentioned that you were a full-time mom, but still had to help with the business and the after-school program. And that made things challenging. Can you speak to that time a little bit more? What was it like to juggle two young kids while trying to grow a program? It was challenging because they were both my kids and, and Smash and Rudy. All of them just are major priorities. But of course, very, very main priority were my kids. So they always came first. We were able to find really good help in Sunnyvale with the after-school program. The hours for an after-school program were pretty much like one to five-ish. So this is a part-time job. We were able to get really high-quality tutors and coaches because they always came from Smash. We would always look at members and some of these members that were either graduating college or have already graduated, but just were looking for part-time work. We would hire them and all of them were great, great tutors, but this wasn't their full-time focus. We did need to hire. They left, hire again, because as they moved on, they needed something more full-time. So probably getting help and maintaining that help was a challenge. Also, the program was growing and we were going to more schools. We had to have more vehicles and drivers. The growth of the program also led to more expenses. Maintaining one car versus maintaining three cars or all of those things kind of add up to the challenges. Payroll expenses when a workman's comp goes up with that. So just a lot of those things you have to consider when, as your program grows. 
So what made sense was to hire more tutors, hire more coaches to help with the program that was growing that allowed me to step back to be able to focus more on the kids. And it was hard for me to hand off a lot of the responsibilities to others for the after-school program, but we had good people. And when I did step back, I realized that I was worrying for nothing. They so good with the kids. It was better that they could really focus on the program, whereas my mind was always 50-50 on the kids and the after-school program, but still kind of worrying about my kids. So it just made more sense for me to step back and allow the coaches who could really focus on the day-to-day of the after-school program and to help run it. Yeah, that definitely sounds hard. In a sense, the after-school program was technically your first baby, right? But then your program grew, you were proud of what you built, and were comfortable enough to pass along those responsibilities to other team members. What have you learned from Rudy, your husband and co-founder? And if you can remind me again how long it's been since the first Smash Gyms was opened. Well, Smash Gyms Sunnyvale, 2010. So a good 10 years. Mm-hmm. 10 years. At the end of the year, December 2010, it'll be exactly 10 years. I've learned a lot from Rudy. Some of it is grudgingly, just because I'm, I don't know why I'm just really competitive with my husband, but he is actually very, very intelligent. He knows how to run a business. He has great ideas, really take risks to really go for these new ideas and try them. And he taught me, I think, I'm definitely more of the, oh, it's too risky. We just, no, not a good idea. And I have a lot of anxiety and he definitely is willing to take the risks and we get the rewards from that. I learned from him to be able to be open-minded and to really try new things. And a lot of times they work. So I can completely relate to what you've learned from Rudy and how you feel because my husband Vince is very similar. He has lofty ideas. He takes big but also thoughtful risks. He's not scared at all. Whereas I'm similar to you, Debbie. It's hard for me to take risks. It's hard for me to confidently say, yeah, let's go all in and do it. Vince has always told me how much he believes in me and that I can be the same way. I should believe in myself, go out and do anything that I want to. We've been together for 17 years now, and I'm only just understanding and appreciating the excitement that he has felt all these years of being bold and just going out there and building things. And I really should tell him that more often. Has that happened to you too, Debbie? Do you feel like the things that you've learned from Rudy took you time to understand and appreciate about him? It took me a while. And I think it also took me a while to voice that to him that I thought it was a good idea. He's always told me that the main thing he's always wanted was for me to be proud of him. And so it's always been hard to say that because again, that I don't know if if there's really a term for tiger wife, but I didn't really praise Rudy because I felt like he was a little, I don't want to say cocky, but, you know, he was very sure of himself. I thought, hey, you need to be a little bit more humble. I did. It took me a while to really, to realize that he wanted my encouragement and he wanted my, know that I approved of a lot of the things that he did, that my opinion really, really did matter to him. I think it took me more time, not only to realize that, but even longer to encourage him and to realize, oh, okay, that's what he wants from me. I heard from someone that went to like a marriage camp. There's a few ways how you show love and it's acts of kindness, encouragement, verbal praise. I think for him, it was more of verbal praise that he wanted to hear. I wish it didn't take me that long, but now as I'm getting older, I realize I need to provide that encouragement from him, just like I need support from him in, in other ways. Yeah, it's hard to say sometimes, even to your spouse or partner that, hey, I wish you could tell me more often that I'm doing a good job or that that idea I had paid off. And it's even harder to do 
when you're going through the hustle and bustle of daily life and raising kids, that's important to have those conversations and figure out what each other's love languages are. So that's great that you've learned that Rudy needs to hear those words of affirmation and that you need his support in other ways. What do you think Rudy has learned from you? He had mentioned that I'm really good at seeing both sides of an issue or an argument. And I think a lot of times when it's very easy to take things very personally, but the reality is a lot of times I don't think it is. I don't, if someone doesn't agree with you, it's not a personal attack. They just have a different perspective. They come from a different place and people also have to look out for themselves. And so I think in that aspect, he's told me that I do a good job of that. Not trying to (laughs) say that I'm really good at, or I'm just this kind of saint, but I've always kind of just initially knew that, hey, like everybody has their own worries and concerns and we just, everything that happens, we we have to understand that we all don't have the same perspective of something and, and we all see things so differently, you know, and that's something I learned from even being in a relationship with Rudy. Yeah, it's always nice to have a partner who can help you see the whole picture, help you empathize with how someone else is feeling. I think that you and Rudy make a fantastic team. It's amazing that you have both built and continue to grow your business over the past 10 years while raising a family where other partners came on board to help open up for their smash gyms during that time. Right now, we're sheltering in place here in Silicon Valley. And for memory's sake, it's April of 2020. Can you walk through the decision to close all five of the smash gym locations? So it was, I think it was a Friday that we got the announcement. First, it was a a very strong recommendation, I, I believe, from the governor that we shelter in place. We, any groups of 35 or more, you had to have a space for a certain distance or for social distances, at least six feet apart. You had to have certain things available for sanitation, cleanliness, things like that. And so we decided, okay, let's just limit the class size because we did not want to cancel our classes. And at that time, every minute something was changing. Rudy was saying, maybe we'll go on a skeleton crew. Um, He was talking with owners all day Friday, kind of all came to agreement, let's do that. And then come Saturday and Sunday, more and more feedback. Again, a lot of it on social media. And it was like, hmm, okay, you know what? Let's just do open gym. Maybe we should cancel the classes. We'll just have open gym hours where people can come in two hours, an hour in the afternoon or an hour in the evening. So this way we can stay open for our members and hopefully still stay in business. I think come Sunday night and basically it was going to be announced that effective that Monday, the shelter in place was going to be like a requirement. We had to close that weekend we were just in constant communication with all the other owners, the locations, trying to figure out what is the best idea because we wanted to all try to do the same thing. All of the five locations, Rudy and Eli have ownership in all four. And then there's another location in Hayward, like an affiliate. We just wanted to have it so that all the smash is, you know, agreed. Let's be on the same page. A lot of communication, a lot of different ideas, but trying to make sense and trying to be unified and just, it changed. It just changed over those, that, that weekend. And then finally deciding like, oh, okay, we have to close. We have to cancel our classes. We have to, we can't have our instructors here. And there's so many implications to that. And to the members, to our employees and instructors, it was just such a sad, sad decision. And also, how long is this going to last? Now, and initially, I think it was going to last three weeks. Now we know that's not going to happen. It was a really tough weekend. It's a really tough few days. And But the great thing was that all the owners were really working together, 
trying to agree and it's supporting each other. And no one was very argumentative or in total disagreement. Everyone was kind of on board with everything together. That was the good thing. I can only imagine what that weekend felt like for you as business owners and as a team. I'm so glad to hear that for the most part, everyone was on the same page and had the same goals. For Smash, a business where your members physically go to the gym to work out together, what has been the temporary solution while everyone is sheltering in place? It's funny because it was just changing hour by hour. I think come that Monday, we're closed and I can't remember, but one of the instructors, I think at Mountain View, either the idea popped up and it made sense. And she's like, I can do an online class from there. Man, Rudy was just, and I could see it in him. He was literally half of him was really under a lot of stress, worried and a lot of negative feelings associated with going on. And then there was this other half that was excited. And he was like, we're on to something. We were getting such, even like, I think the first fitness online class we had, there was like positive feedback. And I think a lot of the members wanted to support us and wanted to be supportive. I think that little positive feedback just sparked it. It just grew like fire. We had never, ever, ever done online classes like this, ever. We now have a Smash Gyms TV Facebook group. We have several online classes, several instructors helping with those classes. Eli, Rudy's brother, it's amazing. It's amazing what he's done, making all this work in terms of really engaging and moving, making that Facebook group active all the instructors and owners that are involved in making it happen, all the members that are continuing to support us, encourage us, and show us that they're really appreciative of this. We know you can go on YouTube or fitness classes online, but these fitness classes are instructors. They knew these people and and you could go live. I hear Coach Rudy Ott saying, oh, thanks for joining so-and-so. It got really personal with the rapport you have between friends, it really made getting that online class so much more fun, so much more effective. For the first time, I when I tried the first kickboxing class, I was surprised at how tiring shadow boxing can be. I was sweating. Was that the one that Coach Rudy Ott posted today? Yeah. And I was, oh my God. <laughs> I did that too. I finished, but I had to take a few breaks. It was really tough. Yes. At first I felt kind of silly, but then I was like, nobody's here. Nobody can see me. And then I just started going at it. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was good workout. Really good workout. Yeah. Kudos to all the coaches for stepping up and putting on the live workouts so quickly. While we're on the topic of team spirit and rallying together during tough times, Debbie, I wanted to revisit the topic of the Smash community because you were talking about how special it was. And even a few months ago, you graciously let me interview you for Moms Who Build before I even knew that it would become a podcast. During that conversation, you stated, early on, I realized it's more of a community that we're building. And I think that's why we've been so successful. You can go to any brick and mortar and maybe achieve your fitness goals. But I feel like the people that come together at Smash Gyms who are sharing their interests and doing it together, that's why we built Smash. It's very, very special. Your physical locations are temporarily closed. Smash TV is available and offers virtual workout classes. Do you feel that people, the members, and your team are still showing up for each other that you're still this close, loving, special Smash community that you were before? Is it a different type of special now? Yeah, even more so now. You know, I understand that it, it is difficult for everybody. And I was taking care of some of the, the memberships for Sunnyvale. The first few days were hard because I didn't know how to respond. 
What were the members' reactions? What were they asking or telling you? Well, a lot of members were asking, you know, what's going on with the gym and can we place a hold on our membership? And I understand. I think it's such a tough time for everybody. And I think that initially you're just, uh, you just panic. And especially for me, I was panicking. And so we drafted up this template. It's something that we could send to members. It said, just to summarize, it said, we don't know what's going to happen. We're going to ask. And it's hard to ask. But we're going to ask, could you still support us during this time? Until we can figure it out. But ultimately, either way, it's okay. We understand. But once we figure out what's going to happen, then maybe we can, in the future, we can make it right. And that was really hard to ask. But we did. And the responses were 50-50. And again, I, I understand. Like, no, not everybody can, can do that. And so, of course, let's hold the membership or cancel whatever you need to do. But the ones that really touched me were the ones, the members that said, of course, I think they just initially thought, oh, it just, they're probably going through their finances and figuring out a way to just make sure they're saving, making good decisions. And uh, when they would see that response, they would say, yeah, of course, keep my membership going. Every one of those responses, I just had these big balls of tears just dropping on my face because they wanted to support us and because they valued it so much I didn't know it that much and so I couldn't even show the magnitude of my gratitude in an email and so it was challenging but at the same time that support was just it was just the best feeling and I couldn't, and uh, it just meant so much to me that they appreciated our community so much and that they were in the position to be able to do it because I also got people that they weren't in the position, but they were appreciative and they were thankful and they were saying they wanted us to do well. And so just the support has been so uplifting, so encouraging. I would show it to Rudy. And especially as the online classes came out, I was showing him like, hey, they're, they're really liking this. They're giving good feedback. I made sure to share that with him. That just felt good. Felt really good. That's amazing. I'm really happy to hear that Smash TV is going so well. We don't know when this quarantine will end. And it is hard for everyone. But you're right. It helps morale to share those positive and uplifting messages. Thank you for being so candid about your experience. I know that you are a hugger and you value providing that in-person love as well. And although it's not exactly the same thing, I think it's great that you're feeling the heart of the Smash community through email and through comments made online. How are your coaches feeling? I think they're excited. I remember seeing Coach Jose, who works at the Sunnyvale location primarily. He saw Coach Rudy's class, and I think he had told Rudy and Eli, hey, I want to do that too. And a lot of the coaches were excited to do it, to be part of it. I know Asher, who was teaching at Sunnyvale in San Jose, had to step back. And then he was very gracious and came back and did a few classes online and I don't know if you know Asher, but he's just a great trainer, really knowledgeable, really friendly, so genuine. And when I saw that he had done a class, I was I was so happy <laughs> to see him again. He's a pretty smart guy. You know? I think he felt, and a lot of the instructors also felt like really like, hey, we're onto something for this shelter in place. This makes sense. I love that you're finding the silver lining in it. I love that your team is not even just finding the silver lining, but embracing this challenging time and being thoughtful about the solutions, using this as an opportunity to grow, to boost morale through live workouts and continue providing services to your members. And yeah, maybe Smash TV could grow into something really great soon. How are you feeling? You told me about how you felt kind of more from the business owner's perspective, but how are you feeling on a daily basis as a mom, a woman, a wife? Smash is, it is personal for us. 
I know that it's definitely been hard on everybody. I, I could see it and I can see people just also trying to stay positive. And so that helps. But you know, I, I can see the toll on Tay, who's five years old. And this is kind of weird what we're doing. He's so sweet. He just takes it in. But definitely hard being at home all day with two young kids, trying to keep them entertained and trying to make sure that they're getting some kind of academics and feeding them. I actually was not a really a big cook at home. A lot of times I just had prepackaged food and we ate a lot of restaurant food. And so it was a big difference for me to have to prepare all the meals throughout the day. And I was surprised that previously really busy with Smash and F school program. And now I'm just really busy cooking and cleaning. It's constant, right? The cooking, the giving snacks every five minutes, being a referee, the trying to get work done while preparing another snack is constant. I am grateful for the boys' school, which is offering virtual preschool from 9 a.m. until 5.30 p.m. And similar to what you mentioned earlier about the coaches on Smash TV, it's really nice for the boys to be able to see their teachers and to talk to them on a daily basis. Because, yeah, my four-year-old is definitely missing his teachers and his friends. Thank you to all of the teachers out there, by the way. I do want to be candid, too, though, and say that while I really appreciate virtual preschool, my four-year-old does feel really sad that he can't physically go to school. He can make it through about an hour in the morning of virtual school and an hour in the afternoon, if that while my two-year-old is in the background practicing jujitsu moves on this inflatable donkey we have while snacking on crackers. So it's definitely hard on that front. We're usually running around in the backyard. We're a board game family, so we play a lot of those. We do arts and crafts. We play educational games on the iPad like Khan Academy and Codable. What have you and your family been doing throughout the day? So our schedule has kind of definitely shifted. Rudy's always been working around the clock and that continues. For us, as I told you, the challenges that I've had, their schedule is off. They're sleeping much later, waking up much later. Their naps are later. <laughs> that has been a definite change. We do make sure to take like go outside and take a walk every day that we can, but there was those few days where it just kept raining. That was a bummer. But we do try to make sure we get some activity in with them. And then I definitely try to get a workout in every day because it's been hard not <laughs> constantly eating <laughs> when you're home all day. And, and I know so many people can relate based on all these memes that you see on Facebook. I do try to make sure I get some kind of workout in. We are fortunate enough to have some equipment here. We're able to use the assault bike. We have some weights we're able to incorporate that in our workout. Eddie, who is the strength and conditioning coach in Sunnyvale, he has a little challenge that's out. It's not on Facebook. He uses a different platform, but I'll share it with you. And it's actually three simple exercises every day. And there's a certain amount of sets and reps. And we log it into this spreadsheet. And it's just push-ups, squats, and sit-ups. I have to do crunches because of my back. But every day we have to do some reps and sets and that has actually helped. I'm glad he put that together because I like to keep track of stuff. So I, I update that spreadsheet after every single set. I just make sure to do it because there's a few people that are also doing it too. And it's supposed to be interesting because we're supposed to see the initial test is how many can you do in, in a minute of each exercise. And the idea is, of course, hopefully at the end of this shelter in place, we can do more. I was pretty shocked at how sore and out of breath I get with just those three exercises. Push-ups, sit-ups, and squats. Not to brag, but it's, but it's nothing I used to do. Something in it is actually pretty challenging. I've been making- Is it pretty too easy to do with kids around? Yeah, we have this counter where I'll make Tate's breakfast and sometimes in the middle, I'll just- bust out a set of squats, go back to like washing a dish. And there are times where I'm having him do um, his schoolwork. I'll give it to do this page and this is what you have to do. And then as he's doing it, I'll get in a set. 
I definitely have to multitask to get it in. It takes a while. It takes like a, a good 20, 30 minutes. But if you're multitasking, you could take an hour. But yeah. I just make sure to get that in because I know that I really need, not just physically, but more so mentally, I need to get it in because it's, it's going to keep me positive. It's going to give me a sense of accomplishment that I'm not just wasting the days as they go on. That's definitely been good to make sure I get in. And I'm trying to have Rudy make sure he does his sets and it's definitely easy at the end of the night for me to snack and for him to get a beer. If you do that every day, we're definitely going to come out different <laughs> at the end. <laughs> well, I'll add a link to the workout spreadsheet in the show notes so that people can see those quick and easy exercises that you can do at home. I want to circle back to what you were saying about how exercise mentally helps you. Working out is such a daily part of your life. And I know that you recently found out that you had a herniated disc in your back and you have to modify some of your workouts, but you're still working out. How does exercise help you mentally? Mentally, I think I've seen my mood just change <laughs> after I get a workout in and you know, even after I take go out and take a walk. And I know nowadays, I mean, you probably go through this too, where you're in these really drastic different moods throughout the day. So, and sometimes you're, okay, everything's good, we're happy. And then sometimes you're, you don't know why, you have these big tears in your eyes and you're, oh, devastated. But every time I work out, I am always 100% going to feel better. It is very much true that I get those endorphins that exercise gives you. I know that I need to do that. And it's hard to start. Some days I'm like, I can't, my back hurts. I'm so sore. I'm achy. I'd rather just sit on this bed. But once I get it in, I never regret it. It is hard. My back does bother me a lot. I did get a cortisone shot and it helped a little. And I actually wanted, I was actually scheduled to get a second one, but then all this happened and it wasn't a priority. I didn't want to go into Kaiser. But the, the exercises are, are pretty simple and it doesn't hurt my back. It's the stiffness of having that herniated disc because I, I know that I, I um, must compensate by not using a certain portion of my body. And then, then the stiffness uh, settles in and that's when it's probably the hardest. But for the most part, I think I can do everything and modify it, not go too crazy like the things that I was used to doing. I, I don't lift any more weights with barbells. I don't have a barbell, but I, I don't think I could use it anymore. But there's so many other things that you can do to get your workout in. How do you continue to have that optimistic mindset, Debbie? These days, there are some mornings where I'm just so, so tired and exhausted from attending to the kids all day and then having to work late into the night. How do you motivate yourself to say, okay, I'm going to do at least three of these exercises today? It may take me 45 minutes. It may take me all day, but I'm going to commit to this workout. It is hard, but I think that the great thing that has come out of owning a, a fitness and martial arts gyms is for the past 10 years, it's always been a part of my life. I know that it's probably less challenging from even though there are days that I don't feel like it, I'm sure that it's probably less challenging for me to just tell myself I have to do it versus someone that didn't have that that much of that in their lives and it wasn't such a big part of their lives. So I know it's hard, but I know that I have to do it. And so that mindset has always been with me these past 10 years that it's always just going to be part of my life. And I wouldn't say I can overcome it. I think that there are some days where I can talk, talk myself into it and, and it makes sense. And there are other days where I feel like life keeps on going Time is passing and got to do what you got to do, right? And I don't know if I'm overcoming it, but I think I, I know I feel fortunate that it's always been ingrained in me to, to be physical and active. And, and I know for sure that I have to do it because I want my kids to be active. And I don't force it too much on Tate because he gives me a lot of pushback and I don't want it to become something that he associates as negative. If he does it, he doesn't. I try to make it fun. But if he doesn't, it's not something I push. But if he sees that in me and in dad, that we're always doing it, I think it will always stay with him. Like he was doing some wrestling private 
training or private sessions with Coach Jacob, who's the wrestling coach at San Jose. And he loves Coach Jacob. And Jacob is so amazing. With He has so much patience with Tate. And he will just randomly start doing those wrestling moves and wrestling exercises that he does with Coach Jacob. There's something called duck walks. He does those and out of the blue by himself. I didn't tell him to do it. It just comes to him. And it's awesome that you don't realize that they are really soaking it in. And it is part of their mind and their thoughts. When you have them do classes, kids classes, and they're going to think of it and just do it. That's been so encouraging to see that he'll do it on his own. You just described basically what is happening here at our house every day. I'm so glad that you reminded me of that very important life lesson. As you know, my two-year-old is always at Smash Gyms with us when we work out together with our other friends. And Coach Alyssa, or to him, Auntie Alyssa, was the first person who taught him how to kickbox and how to throw a proper jab. And when they weren't in school, your sons and my sons would watch jujitsu practice going on while we worked out. I mean, your kids are pretty much growing up at Smash Gyms, right? So I 100% agree with you. I think when your kids see that their parents, their aunties and uncles are making time to work out, to take care of their bodies and are having fun working hard together, it promotes this positivity around exercise. It keeps us all active. And to your point of your son feeling encouraged and comfortable to bust out some wrestling moves, mine aren't old enough just yet to follow instructions in that way. But I can't wait for that. I can't wait for them to learn to practice those skills, to learn the patience, the discipline, and the respect that comes along with doing a sport like wrestling and jujitsu. While we're on the topic of coaching, a year ago, I could not do one pull-up. And you taught me how to work toward doing a pull-up. You helped me practice by having me do negatives every day, which for those of you who aren't familiar, it's the downward half of a pull-up. It's the part where you lower yourself from an overhead bar. And Debbie, you challenged me and you made me believe in myself when it truly felt impossible to pull myself up. Literally, it was so hard. I just never thought that I could do it. I could barely pull my body up an inch. And I remember so vividly the moment that I was able to pull myself up from a dead hang. We were working out with our usual group, five women total, and we were rotating between different exercise stations. One of our friends was making a joke and I pulled myself up without even realizing it. And it wasn't until I was looking at all of you from over the bar did I understand what just happened. And I exclaimed, oh my gosh, I did a pull up. And you all started cheering. I just felt so proud of myself and so proud of all of us in that moment. It was an accomplishment that we were all celebrating. And I've never experienced that feeling before. I feel like we can all apply the qualities of being a great coach to many aspects of our lives, how we communicate with people, how we can encourage and support each other. What makes a great coach to you? What qualities do you see in other coaches that you want to emulate? All the ladies that we work with, I 100% believe they are all capable of doing it. A pull-up, of doing a really hard workout, of lifting a very heavy weight. We're all capable. The great thing about coaches is they see that in their who they're teaching, right? Who they're training. And a lot of times as an individual, you're in the opposite. Everybody said, I can't, I can't. And the coaches are there, you can, because they've seen it. They've seen it happen. They're the expert. I knew you would get to it. You're very consistent with your training. I don't think I ever heard you say, I can't. Like you always tried everything and you just tried your best. You put in that effort. And as long as you put in that effort, you can do it. And it was amazing to see you do that. I saw you and I stopped working out and I was like, you just did a pull up. And I was so proud of you. As long as you can put in the effort, you can do it. Everybody is capable of so much more than they realize. I believe that for all the girls that we work out with, all the women that we work out with, all the members, it's that effort of trying something that'll make you successful. Well said. 
right now, parents are in close quarters with their kids all day long. We're taking on a lot as moms, being the actual mom, being a teacher, an entertainer, a PE coach. We're on demand every hour. And it's really important that as mothers, we give ourselves the grace, patience, and the kindness that we deserve, especially right now. Can you tell me three reasons why you are an awesome mom? I think I'm an awesome mom because I give that effort that I was talking about to my boys because I want them to always give it their best. And I've told Tate this because Tate, he gives up pretty easily on certain things. And I told him, the only thing that matters is that effort. You don't have to be the best at something. You don't have to be able to do something that's super challenging. As long as you try, that's all I want from you. I think I give that same effort to the boys. Another thing is just being here for them. I don't know if you've watched that movie. It was with Charlize Theron. I think it was called Tully. But one of the messages was the gift that you give your kids is that sameness. Is that every day you're willing to get up, do what you have to do for your kids, constantly throughout the day, be there for them. and. I think for you and me and and a lot of moms, sometimes we're like, is this it? (laughs) Is this all there is to being a mother? And, And I realized that's the most important part is just being there for them day in and day out, loving them and putting up with their, their tantrums and their tears, always going to be there for them. I realized that at the same time that sometimes brings me down that's why I'm here for them. That's why I'm their mom. I realize that they need that from me. They need me to be there for them every day, to love them, to accept them. And I don't know that something that I think about doing. It's just, I do. I'm their mom and that's what I do for them. And I take care of them. I think I just have to give myself credit. That matters. That's exactly what they need from me. Third thing would be, I'm willing to sacrifice a lot more and maybe this must be the case for for a lot of moms is the sacrifice that we make for our kids i would say that's something that makes me awesome and i think that's something that makes all moms awesome thank you for sharing all that that you are a fantastic mom we should all give ourselves more credit on a daily basis i too am guilty for not doing that as often and i'm working harder to be kinder to myself yeah i i think you're an amazing mom Do you have any last thoughts or inspirational or encouraging words for other moms? I know we're going to get out of this. And I think I told you this before. There's just something to look forward to. And it's going to be, and I don't know if we're ever going to get back to normal, but there's definitely something to look forward to in the next few months. It's hard for me to believe that it's not going to end. And so I know that I know we're supposed to always appreciate the journey, but doesn't mean that I'm not looking forward to that light at the end of the tunnel of required to stay home and seeing you and the, the ladies that we work out with and to be able to hug and hang out. And <laughs> so I, I definitely know that we need to hang in there. I think that a lot of good things are coming out of this. I did want to mention something for the business. Recently, there's a lot of grants and loans that are going to help a lot of the the small businesses. I know that there's a lot to learn about them, but there's an ability to get a loan that is possibly forgivable up to $10,000. There's other loans that are going to help with rent and payroll. So hopefully we can still keep paying our employees. There's a lot of good coming out of what the government is doing to help small businesses. I'm actually encouraged that they are doing all this to make sure that we're all going to be okay. I believe there's things with rent protection and being able to defer rent. We've been able to do that at a few of the locations and really encouraging to see like the landlords being so understanding So I'm really encouraged by everything that's being done to help small businesses. I hope any of the small business owners can go online, research it, look it up. 
There's a lot out there that's available. Just spend a few hours applying for some of these loans and possible grants for the businesses. I'm very hopeful. I hope that a lot of us moms (laughs) can come out of this and just be more appreciative of our friends and family that I definitely have come to appreciate you and our ladies and my family. The other day, Vince came and dropped off the mic for what we're doing right now. And he made sure to stay back, (laughs) but he had just waved and he was like, hi. And it was so incredibly bittersweet because we were so happy to see each other. So happy, (laughs) but we couldn't be close. You know, we couldn't talk. We couldn't, and it had to be very quick, but it was truly the definition of bittersweet. I remember coming in and messaging you and I was tearing up. I didn't realize how much I liked Vince. <laughs> I really liked him a lot. And I was like, and I was like, how can this be? We just hanging out and now we're in this situation. So it really made me appreciate my friends and family. I think that's going to be a great takeaway from this. Yeah, it's a, it's a challenging time. And I know that we are all trying our best to enjoy the journey, but it is challenging. I think that you have a great message and a great positive attitude about how to cope and get through this time, that we will get through this time together. Smash Gems is so lucky to have you and you them. If you have any of those links about applying for the small business loans, I can get those from you and add them to our show notes. Debbie, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a long few weeks, so it was really wonderful to listen to your stories, to learn more from you, and to be inspired by the amazing mom, woman, and entrepreneur that you are. Thank you, Margie. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. To learn more about Smash Gyms, visit www.smashgyms.com. That's smash, G-Y-M-S dot com. And to get a tour of Smash TV and a free fitness consultation, visit go.oncehub.com slash smash wellness challenge. That's go.oncehub.com slash smash wellness challenge. You can find today's episode, how to connect with Debbie Sanchez, and more interviews with inspirational moms building inspirational things on momswhobuild.com. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe to Moms Who Build on your favorite podcast player and share the show with a friend. Until next time, keep building what brings you joy.